Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. The streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey, no. Seven till eleven, live local and live. Steve Chevrolet, Sunday Jersey, one hundred one point five. Weekday night, Steve's live local and live. Call him at one eight hundred two eight three one hundred one point five. And welcome to Monday night in New Jersey, Steve Chevrolet. Uh, the snow comes down. This is where you want to be to find out about it. A uh, little bit, little bit, depending on where you are. Mostly rain. I was coming in from um, where I live, out by Roosevelt, and crossing over. You could see, you know, a little bit, a little bit of snow, but not a lot. Uh, depending on where you are, stay with us. Dan Zaro's got it all taken care of. We got the meteorologist tonight. Not to worry. Number to get through is one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Keep us posted. As to what's going on by you as well, I really appreciate that. You know, if you want to tell me what it's like, where you are, as it starts to get heavy, if it starts to get heavy, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. The uh, what a weekend, man! What an incredible weekend I had. Friday night, great time. Uh, hey, I'm from Freehold too with the Eddie Testa band at the Asbury Park House of Independence. Eddie put on a great show. I had no idea that he did all original music, and it was so good. And his voice, it, it, it just the arrangements, the songs, I was blown away. You know, you figure, you know, I didn't realize he had that much of a library to work with. And he's coming in tomorrow night because he's going to be doing a show at the Vogel on uh, Saturday uh, in the morning, Springsteen for Kids, which I love. And we got to talk to him about that tomorrow night. So Eddie will come in. Uh, also, I was with... Uh, uh, Patrick Richardson, the laundry evangelist at the New Jersey Home Show on Saturday. And I'm going to do a post about that because so many great laundry tips. We did, you know, we interviewed, we did Q&A. It was about a half an hour and a lot of great stuff that I'm going to put in a post. And you should keep it with you so that when you do your laundry... And you mess it up like I do, because I hate doing laundry. I suck at it. But then again, it's one of the many things I suck at. Uh, you'll have it ready. So uh, we got that. But what I want to talk about tonight is uh, to start off, I saw this over the weekend. And uh, it's been brought up before. Uh, once upon a time, Corey, Oprah Winfrey had a special, uh, one of those ABC specials. And one of her guests was Cory Booker. She loved Cory Booker. Couldn't say enough nice things about Cory Booker. Senator Booker. And and I'm thinking that maybe, you know, he must have learned something from her. Because you remember when Oprah gave the car away, right? You get a car, and you get a car, and you get a car. Well, uh, Cory Booker has a new plan, the senator. You get a check, and you get a check, and you get a check. And all you have to do is be born. How about that? Cory Booker, New Jersey senator, has relaunched a proposal for federal baby bonds as a way to bridge the country's wealth gap. Uh... 
First, he pushed the idea during a presidential campaign in 2019. Since then, several states have considered the idea, including New Jersey. Now, this is uh, Aaron Vogt's story on NJ1015.com. And uh, basically, he believes that baby bonds would fix our broken tax code by providing every American child with startup capital for their life. So now is the government's job to, when you're born, they are supposed to give you money. So much for the land of opportunity. What better opportunity is to get a check to start off with? The American Opportunity Account, which is more of a trust fund, the government would deposit $1,000 in the account upon the birth of every American child. The funds would stay in an interest-bearing account that would receive additional deposits each year depending on the family income. So basically, if you make money, you're going to be penalized. That's the way, that's the way, that's the dream for the way Booker and the left would want this country to work. That if you work and you make money and you bust your ass, you're the bad guy. You get penalized. So for a family of four earning $25,100 a year, which is below the poverty level, an additional $2,000 would be deposited each year. If you're a family of four earning 125000 which is 500% above the poverty level, you would have made a success of yourself. No additional, no, no money for you. No additional uh, deposits for you. Uh, while the initial money would generate interest. So every kid gets $1,000, and if you come from an affluent family, you get nothing else. If you don't, then uh, they keep putting more money in your account. At age 18, account holders could access the funds in the account for allowable uses. So now they gave you this money, but they get to decide how you're going to spend it. Okay. I would definitely uh, go into the party planning business because a lot of 18-year-olds are going to be throwing one hell of a party. I don't know what you can get with $1,000, though. You know, why don't they just put a couple of Springsteen tickets in a kid's account? Uh, so uh, 3% the funds would sit in a federally insured account, achieving roughly 3% interest. Once 18, account holders could use the funds for allowable uses like home ownership or higher education. You want to take that $1,000, put it towards your college education? Go right ahead. Now, where does the money come from? Well, the legislation proposed by Booker would be fully paid for by making common sense reforms to federal estate and inheritance taxes, including restoring the estate tax to 2009 levels. Now, this year, the estate tax exemption has been set at $12,092 million uh, per individual. Uh, in 2009, the maximum tax exemption was $3.5 million. Major tax legislation enacted in 2001 and in 2017 cut estate tax revenue primarily by limiting the number of estates subject to the tax. Okay, so where are you on this? 1-800-283-101.5. Should we be seeding every newborn uh, in New Jersey with $1,000 just for being born? And why are we doing this? Well, funny you should ask. Going back to Aaron Vogt's post, the main intention was to reduce the wealth gap. Researchers of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis found St. Louis found that the median white family had one hundred and eighty four thousand dollars in wealth in twenty nineteen compared to just thirty eight thousand and twenty three thousand for the median Hispanic and black families respectively. So apparently, if we take a thousand dollars and put it into every uh, newborn's account, that's going to bridge this gap. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? 
1-800-283-101.5. Now, what do the critics say? Well, critics largely say that it's not the government's role, and I agree with this. Since when is it the government's job to hand out money and then tell you how you can spend it? That's the part I don't get. You know, we're going to give you the money. Okay, it's your money. Do whatever you want with it. No, 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 no. We're going to give you the money, but you have to spend it here. Well, first of all, regardless of where they're getting the money from, why don't we take this money that they're saving and apply it somewhere else like a, a tax breaks so that the parents, the parents, remember, at once upon a time, it was the parents' job to take care of the children, to raise the children, to provide for the children. Maybe if we took the money and provided tax breaks for the parents, then the parents would be able to use those savings to better provide for the children. Or are we cutting out the middleman here? You don't need mom and dad. You got us. 1-800-283-101.5. But then again, we don't really, you know, we don't even want you calling them mom and dad. They're your folks. Mom and dad, that's sexist. As we continue on and on and on. And it gets laborious and it gets ridiculous. And uh, here we are. So, I don't know. If you really believe, take me through how you think this is going to work. But should every New Jersey newborn be seated with $1,000 upon birth? More money added, depending on how much the family makes. And the more the family makes, the less money that gets added, if any at all. Because as you know, if you're rich, you're the bad guy. 1-800-283-101.5. You know how much you can get for your home? Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage is buyers lined up and get your home sold fast and for more money than you thought possible. Jennifer was relocated for work, needed to sell her Branchburg home quickly. With help from Rob's team and their top-tier marketing strategies, the home was sold after only 11 days on the market, 11 showings, multiple offers for $510,000, which was $35,000 over the list price. Jennifer could start her next chapter without worrying about an empty home back in Branchburg. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior your marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google Rob Sells NJ. And then you start packing. Here's fresh traffic. 101.5. Steve Trevelis. You're tough enough to live in New Jersey. If you're born in New Jersey, if uh, Senator Booker has his way, you get $1,000 just for being born. Uh, and then, depending on how much money your parents don't make, they can put it up to $2,000 a year in. And you get the interest on that. Why are we doing this? It's called baby bonds legislation, and it's being proposed. How do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. George is in Middletown on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, George. Hey, hi! Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What do you think? Just want to make sure I, I just want to make sure I understand that we're, we're saying that a newborn will get a thousand dollars a year each year until they're eighteen. No, a newborn will get a thousand dollars upon birth, and then each right. year, depending on how much money the family makes, they could get more put in, and they collect the interest on that. All right, and they're talking like three percent interest. Yes, along that line. So, theory. If you take out the inflation factor, it's going to be a zero net as far as that goes, taking out the inflation. And then in 18 years, 
prices of everything is going to be so astronomical. You know, who knows what that $18,000 is going to be worth to that individual. But that being said, what happens if the individual passes away before they're 18? What happens to that fund? I don't know. And it, it doesn't say. It, it's a good question. It doesn't say. But here's the thing. Why are we doing this? I mean, do we should the government be giving money? to newborns is, is it the government's job to put money in people's accounts i think uh, unless you're living under a rock i think we all know why they're doing it they're going to be collecting a ton of votes from who knows who somewhere well else. yes and no because on the one hand i mean that that plays out one way but on the other hand the people who don't have the money still going to get taxed on it Right? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, you know, on the one hand, oh, we're giving you free money. No, you're not. <laughs> we know where you're getting it from. <laughs> Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Uh, let's go to Jane and Roselle on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jane. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Oh, good. What do you think? So I think, this, I think it's a very bad idea. <laughs> um, for, for starters. Really? <laughs> if we... If we think we have an immigration problem now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my open God. Open the floodgate. <laughs> Not only do we get to come to the country illegally and bring in, you know, drugs and all that stuff, but woohoo, we get money for coming yeah. over. No, no, no. All you got to do is come in and have children. Now, could you, now here's the deal. Here's the deal. You know, you talk about, like, you know, uh, welfare babies, three, four, five, six kids. Watch this. Yeah. Right. It's just a bad idea all around. What the government really should be doing is finding a way to instruct families on financial planning and fiscal responsibility. So, well, again, yeah. you're going to give us tax breaks so that we can provide for our children. Exactly. You know, wouldn't that wouldn't that be a better idea? Yeah, and then you're responsible for figuring out how to say how to spend what you save. I totally agree. Thanks that's for the call. The no responsibility comes in. Yep, thank you. Oh, that's okay. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were done. Yeah, but I mean, that, that, that makes total sense. I mean, what, since when is it the government's job to give money? And why are we cutting out the middleman, i.e. the parents, the providers? Jane, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Craig is in Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. I thought of this call on my way in as I was writing this up. Hi, Greg. <laughs> hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Good. How about you? Uh, this is so frustrating listening to this. Politicians, especially on the left, all they can do is think up new ways to spend money. We have $32 trillion in debt. Social Security is bust in 12 years. Medicare is bust in six or seven years. And they want more free money to low-income people. And, you know, this is just the opening bit. Right, so the baby bonds, the way they, they want to set up now. But every year it'll be more and more and more because it's never enough. And they're always trying to outdo themselves and outdo each other, the progressives, by offering more and more free money. Right, but free money has never helped anyone. No. What helps people and it's not free. <laughs> no, nothing is. Right. And 
you know, I think the, the prior callers make good points, but the government shouldn't be teaching us this. The federal government shouldn't be teaching us fiscal responsibility. The federal government shouldn't be giving us tax breaks. There should be one tax rate for everybody, a single rate for everybody, and the government, the federal government, that is, should just follow the Constitution. And the word education is not in the Constitution anywhere. Baby bonds are not in the Constitution anywhere. It's, it's just a disaster. I mean, these politicians, the U.S. government, the state government even, is singularly incapable of spending money in any responsible way. They should just stop. You know, they should start abolishing spending programs, not instituting new ones. But that's not what they're about. You know, that I, I get what you're saying, but that that's that goes completely against Greg, that goes completely against everything they stand for. And you're right. You're absolutely right. They should stop. Rob is in West Orange on New Jersey one oh one point five. What's up, Robo? From a street to Union City. <laughs> there he is. Yes, I am. I'm right here, baby. What are you thinking? A thousand dollars a kid, what do you think? Yeah. You know what? A hundred kids is a hundred grand. Let me make some babies. Let me make some money. You better eat a lot of broccoli, Rob, if you're doing that. You I'm, I'm, I'm buying houses now. <laughs> All I got to do is pop a few kids out. My girl is right next to me. She's cracking up. She's like, you're insane. Think <laughs> about what you're saying. You're encouraging. Look, welfare system sucks. Right. You're encouraging people to have more kids. Now, these welfare people, they have three, five, six kids, mm-hmm. and they get paid welfare. We pay for that. Now, we're going to give them an extra $1,000 to pay for their kid to uh-huh. go where? They're not, they're not going to college. They're going... Well, I don't know where they're going to go, but again, even if they... Whatever they do, once you give somebody money, you don't get to tell them what to do with the money. No, you don't. Yeah, it's not like allowable expenses. Now, wait a minute. $1,000 is nothing. Like, well, of course. When they're $21, $1,000 is nothing. It's well, here's the thing. Depending on how much money they make, the family makes, right? So you get $1,000 for being born, but let's say, like, if the family makes under $25,000... Then they put two grand a year into the account. If you make over one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, you get nothing. So now it's like, where's the incentive to go out and work? Right? Work. Yeah. So that's you last time. Like last time I spoke with you, I said nobody wants to work. Give me a handout. Uh Give the handouts. Let's let's come on. Let's. This is America, the land of you have opportunity. World to get a job. Yeah. Get a job. Look, you have people that are illegal aliens making money like hand over fist because they work. Because they have a work ethic. Exactly. They have, they have a work ethic. ethic. And they realize this is a land of opportunity. Make America great again. Like, like, you know, not like Trump, but let's make America great again. Well, you know what? Here's the thing, Rob. You say that it's crazy people would ask for this. But when your governor, when your government hears you and actually entertains the idea, oh, you want free money? Why not? Let's put $1,000 in every new kid's yeah. account. Why would I go to work? Why would I go to work? You know what? I'm going to yeah. go home, quit my job, and have sex with my, my girlfriend, and just have tons of kids. All right, man. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Now we know what Rob's going to do with the rest of his life. 1-800-283-101.5. You get a check, and you get a check, and you get a check. All you got to do is be born. You like that idea? Uh, should we be giving $1,000 to every newborn baby in New Jersey just for being born? 1-800-283-101.5. That's what Senator Cory Booker wants to do. I got a Twitter poll up. I'll give you the, uh, I'll give you the results so far. It is 7,000. 
Now, the latest New Jersey news from NJ1015.com. Cough running. By Veteran Care Services, did you know that senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan that could pay up to $2,200 a month for your medical care? See, if you or a loved one qualifies, call Veteran Care Services now at 1-888-E-Veterans. Steve Trevelis. All right, baby bond legislation is being proposed by Senator Cory Booker. Basically, what that means is a child born in New Jersey, every child born in New Jersey, uh, will get a $1,000 bond put into an account. The American Opportunity Account is more of a trust fund, and the government deposits $1,000 upon the birth of every American child. Funds would stay in an interest-bearing account that would receive additional deposits each year depending on the family income. Now, for a family of four earning $25,100 a year, uh, below the federal poverty level, you can get up to an additional $2,000 would be deposited each year. A uh, family earning... Uh, Family of four earning $125,000, which is 500% above the poverty level, they get no additional deposits. Uh, and the money could be used on allowable expenses like buying a home or paying for educational expenses. So not only they give you the money, uh, they give you more money depending on how much money your family does or doesn't make. And then they get to tell you what you're allowed to do with the money when you become old enough to do something with the money. Uh, how do you feel about this idea? 1-800-283-101.5. I put up a Twitter poll like in the last breaks. We only got like 43 votes so far. 72.1 do not like the idea. Uh, Gary's on the Parkway South on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gary. Hey, brother Steve. Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Coming home from work, man. Coming home from work. See, you go out and work. Uh, That's not good in New Jersey. You got to do nothing. Then we'll just give you money. Uh, well, they're not teaching the kids to work anymore, so, you know. Yeah. But uh, um, I was going to say, you know, and here I am. I'm going to be doing my Richard Nixon here. Uh, they say, all oh, worried about the children. The children. The thing is, if they're so worried about the children, you should be teaching your children to become strong individuals, how to take care of themselves, how to overcome things in life, how when they get out of school – that they could get a job and do this, but they're not teaching that anymore. No. That's like gone. That offends them. Anything strong, you know, it used to be the strong will survive. Now mm -hmm. it's the weak will survive because the, the strong offends the weak, and you have to make it go away. Well, woke is replaced work. Yes, it's getting ridiculous what this country is coming to, man. Well, you know, yeah. Uh, for this, though, I mean, why why is the government's responsibility to directly give children money? Again, if you want to do anything, cut the cut the taxes so that the parents can have the money to take care of their kids as they see fit. They should not be giving any kind of money. And like I said, start teaching your children right instead of teaching them to be weak individuals that they cry over everything. They can't overcome problems anymore. That's... You know, everything is such... You know, with COVID, you think that would have taught to, to, to get the children to eat properly and build their immune systems up instead of getting no, the shot? Exactly. You it know? taught them, don't build yourself up, just take the shot. You're absolutely right, Gary. And now we're taking another shot. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, a, a shot to our own self-pride, to our own confidence or whatever. I don't know. Why do we need the government to be handing people money that we work for? Tom's in Chester on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tom. Yeah, how you doing, dude? Good, how about hey, you? 
here's the way I look at it. If they give her, if they give someone a thousand dollars, because they have, a, they give birth to a baby. So you think? I don't think it should be low income. I think it should be everybody because well, it is everybody. People, no, just try to see what I'm saying. Okay, I'm sorry. If, if, if well, no, I'm not calling you wrong. I don't mean it that way. But no, no, I get it. Go ahead. But my point is, if a, a household makes twenty five thousand dollars, right, and they're just about making, I'm, let's say welfare, it could be anything. But they, they don't want to go out and work, or they don't want to hustle. And, Okay, then another guy rolls his sleeves up and gets an education or starts a business and makes a dollars $300,000 a year. Uh, he, he's contributing taxes to, to, to the government, where the guy making twenty five is giving little or nothing in taxes. Uh, you want to give more to the ones that, that don't make anything? Well, again, you shouldn't be giving anybody anything. You know, uh, the idea, if you're going to do it, you got to give the money back. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. That's my point. You know, if you, if you want to cut taxes, they're giving newborns money. Give everybody a tax break so that we can use that money to support our kids, to take care of our children the way that we want. 1-800-283-101.5, as opposed to, well, here's the money we're giving you, but then we're going to tell you how you can spend it. And we're going to do this by, uh, you know, by changing the inheritance tax. How does that even work? The tax, the, the estate tax exemption. Rose is in Flemington. What's up, Rose? Hi, Steve. This is quite interesting, I must say. Um, I had heard the other day that... Um, Mr. Murphy is having hair transplants. This has nothing to do with Murphy. This oh, has well, this nothing is... to do with Murphy. This is oh, Senator Cory Booker. Oh, well, you know, he, he's up there in northern New Jersey, lots of toxic waste, and that's what is getting into his brain because it's just so strange. Having grown up out here in the, in the Wells, my father had a decent union job, and we had a format, and we learned to do everything. Well, they don't, they don't teach that anymore, and that's no, the thing that gets so frustrating. If you force children to learn how to grow their food and how to cook it and how to can it and, you know, eat some game maybe, you know, you, you, you've got something you can do with your life. You can learn how to fix cars. You can learn how to build houses. But we don't – our young people look down on the trades today, which is really stupid. Well, I'll tell you one thing, though, Rose. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. They're not looking down on them anymore. I mean, seriously, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. You want to make money today? You go learn a trade. And you know, Rose makes a good point that you know, if you look at the generations, the ones that scrub floors so that we could have a better life, they knew how to do everything. Not only did they do their job, you know, my father was a fireman, but he also knew how to fix a car. He also knew how to you know do carpentry. He also knew how to you know do all the things around the house because we didn't have the money. We collectively, all of us, to go shell out. Now, you know, uh, this generation hasn't been trained to do that. So they know how to sign the check, myself included. You know, they got my toolbox, checkbook, and a pen. So the money now is coming from, I remember Dennis saying uh, one day, you know, like he goes, uh, he goes to the pier, you know, and he sees all the rich guys with the boats. And the bigger boats, 
Those are the guys that do plumbing and electric work and all that stuff. And he's absolutely right. All right, do you know anyone who's being held back from what they want or need to do or had to stop doing things altogether because of pain? Have you heard someone say, don't do that anymore, or I can't because of my hip, knee, foot, back, etc.? If pain is holding you back, you can do something about it. You need to go to Trinity Rehab. Does this sound familiar to you? I went to the doctor. They gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills and told me to follow up in a week. Well, Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you have ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Twitter. 1.5 congratulates Special Olympics New Jersey on their Seaside Heights polar bear plunge. Over 7,000 brave folks got freezing for a reason. Raised over $2.6 million. Check out pictures and videos from the polar bear plunge on our free app at nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Parks Casino and Sportsbook, and everyone who warmed their heart and got cold for a Special Olympics New Jersey. Ryan Bissell was there in a promotions uh, role. How'd that go? Was it fun? It was a lot of fun. It was very cold in the morning. I think we got there. It was like in the upper 20s with a, a good breeze. Right. Um, but by the time we left, it was probably in the mid-30s, a nice balmy, you know, mid-30s. Um, it was crazy. Just like minutes before they were about to run out into the water, it started lightly flurrying. Oh, and get like, out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these people are insane. I um, think of doing it. And they quickly say, no, <laughs> that I just immediately dispose of it. Yeah. Uh, so it was a good time. Yeah. You, you didn't go in? I no, no, no. I had to be there for the whole day. I, I would have Did Joe go in? He did not. He, did not he really wants to. You said that. Yeah, he did like he was really going to go in. <laughs> he, he used to have a joke about it, but I, don't, right. I, I shouldn't tell it. He no, should. we got to let Joe tell our jokes. Yeah. Let's go to Todd in Matawan under Jersey 101.5. Hi, Todd. How you doing, buddy? What do you think of baby bonds, baby bonds, baby bonds? He wants the baby bonds, baby bonds, baby bonds. How do you feel about Cory Booker's baby bonds? <laughs> I think that um, if you have taxes in New Jersey and you, you don't have kids in school, I think that the taxes should be eradicated. I agree with you. That Well, no. I mean, part of the deal is you live in the town, so you got to help the town support itself. But you should get a definite – you shouldn't be paying what everybody else pays that has kids. I agree with that. I could have put a wing on Roosevelt Public School before I had my children. Right, right, right. I, I'm just saying, like, if you have uh, no kids in school, if right. you pay, like, uh, the, the 12 years – you should have a break in taxes because there's no more kids in school. I agree with you. That's, yeah. That's I, all I would say. All right. Well, I wish they would do it like that. Should every New Jersey newborn be seated with a $1,000 bank account from the state? It's called baby bonds legislation. Baby bonds, baby bonds. All right. I'm not going to stop. 103 votes on the Twitter poll. 73.8% say now. And 26.2% uh, say yes. So uh, we were talking about this. So yeah. What were we saying? So... Well, this is actually different probably than what I was saying, but I, I just with a thousand dollars, even if, you know, you put in a thousand dollars every year for 18 years 
Look at how much inflation's gone up over the last, you know, ten years. How much is eighteen thousand dollars really going to be worth? So why are we giving it away then? We and, need the money. It's not going to help anybody. It's not going to really do anything. It just makes them look good. That look, we gave you money. Yeah, they should be investing that money into, you know, diff, like government provided like services or tax things breaks. that provide opportunities. Give it back. Yeah, tax breaks you, we or opportunities. You, we don't need to spend your money. We're yeah. going to take less money from you. So that you can go out and make a better life for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Taxes here in New Jersey are, are absolutely insane. And so, yeah. you know, with even with minimum wage up like twice as much as it was, you know, 15 years ago or whatever, you know, you still can't afford, you know, even with like a 40 hour week job earning minimum wage, you probably still can't afford to live in an apartment without no. like a roommate. No, not at all. As a matter of fact, it's a lot more than minimum wage, and you still can't afford to live in New Jersey without a roommate. And yeah. you know, and it shouldn't be like that. You know, that's the one thing that they should work towards. Not how we're gonna we're gonna spend money now. We're gonna spend money on your children. Don't worry, I'll, I'll spend money on my own children. Thank you very much. I don't really need your help. All Jersey, all the time. The whole team that you guys have, you all do a great job. New Jersey, one hundred one point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevelis, talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight. Actually, we talk to each other at 1-800-283-101.5. Go to nj1015.com. You know, uh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. You'll know that by the uh, restoration of some of the parades that have been going on. Atlantic City's back. Great Irish pub in Atlantic City. It's called the Irish Pub in Atlantic City. But uh, I put a bunch of great New Jersey Irish pubs uh, that I crowdsourced, and they're on nj1015.com. So if you're looking for a real Irish pub to spend St. Patrick's Day at, I got it for you. So you go there. And also, good Italian deli markets. You know, for me, going into an Italian deli market is like Christmas morning. You know, I go to my friend Anthony at ANS Salon Maria, and he makes it a mozzarella, and I got that video up there for you, as well as, like, you know, some of the other great Italian stores that are amazing. And uh, you go to nj1015.com, and you see the list. Because, um, you know, I grew up in a neighborhood, five Italian delis all around. You know, and you'd go in there, and uh, I remember this one guy, Frank, Frank's Deli. Frank would make the fresh mozzarella. I went in, and he didn't have it. Uh, he goes, hold on, I'll make it for you. And when you're a little kid, you know, I, and while he'd be back there making it, I'd be scooping out the middle of the fresh Italian bread that would be on the rack next to me. And I'm looking, and I'm watching him make it, and he comes out, and he gives me a little piece. He goes, here, taste this. And you like that, eh? Not like that, mm, you get that a block, eh? No, 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 this is really good. This is really good. And he go to the other place, he does the same thing. But there were deadly wars. And now, you know, when you look at all the great Italian delicacies, that are in those cases. Oh, my God. You go to Tuscany, you'll be blown away. So um, I put a list up all over New Jersey where you can find the best Italian delicatessens and, you know, deli markets. Amazing. Check it out. Uh, On the complete opposite side of that spectrum, uh, I used to do traffic. And I was the program director for uh, shadow traffic, express traffic, whatever. And... uh, what would really make a traffic reporter's dreams come true is when they get a little personality on the radio. Like some traffic reporters, they're part of the morning shows and all, and they blend in well. Jill's great. She blends in with everybody. Then there are other traffic reporters where it's very straightforward traffic, and you're not really part of anything. You just come in, do the report, and get in, get out. That's it. And I would try to liven those up. 
because I'm guilty of this too. Like whenever there'd be something crazy going on in the road, it would give traffic reporters personality throughout the state of New Jersey, New York, and Philadelphia. And uh, one of the things that would do that, like when stuff would fall on the road, something like that happened today. Horrible smelling chicken guts spill all over New Jersey highway in a crash. Bad news, of course, the crash. A trailer carrying chicken waste products crashed and spilled all over Route 55. One person on Facebook called it the foulest thing I have ever smelled in my life. Another person blamed the curse of Route 55 for the spill. Uh, this is down by Deptford. Trailer carrying foul-smelling chicken waste products. Yeesh! First of all, who gets to, how, much is, how much money does that guy get to drive the truck? Uh... But I want to know from you, at 1-800-283-101.5, what is, the, what is the worst thing you have ever seen on a New Jersey highway? The worst thing you've ever seen spilled on a highway, fell off the truck on the highway, fell off the truck, somebody tried to sell it cheap if on the highway, I kid. Uh, and also, where are the worst smelling places in New Jersey? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Where are the where, like when you're driving in New Jersey? This is a two part question. You give me either one, right? A or B. A, the the worst, you know, the craziest things you've ever seen on the roads of New Jersey. You know, stuff that fell off the truck, stuff that uh, you know that you never expected to encounter. You had to swerve around, and the other, the smelliest stuff that fell off the truck. Or just stuff that happened on Jersey roads. And the other thing, where are the worst smells in New Jersey? When you're driving down the road and you, oh my God, and it's there all the time. It could be a factory, it could be a refinery, could be anything. But it's just there. 1-800-283-101.5. Very, very simple question. What do you got for me? I, I'll give you one. I mean, you know, Robert Klein used to kid about it in the articles uh, on his comedy albums. You know, when you go past exit 13 on the turnpike, the refinery, you know, he calls it 12 miles of universal fart as you're coming down the Jersey turnpike. But uh, have you ever been on a road and seen any of this stuff? Like what's falling off the truck that caused you to swerve? What are some of the things? I remember live chickens got out of a truck. And we're crawling around a highway. And everybody had to stop. 1-800-283-101.5. I know like when you go down 295 by uh, Voorhees, you could smell the coffee. You like wake up and smell the coffee? I did that at the Eddie Tester thing. Like in Freehold, when you wake up and smell the coffee, it's actually Nescafe. Because that's where they got that, they had that Nescafe factory. But come on, we're smelling things in New Jersey. And uh, craziest things you've ever seen on a New Jersey highway. Okay, I'm giving you a two-fold question here. Two-fold. I'm not getting one call. Come on, people. 1-800-283-101.5. Where are the bad smells? And what's the worst, you know, worst thing you've ever seen or craziest thing you've ever seen on a Jersey road? I remember a mattress fell off. Or like when furniture falls off the truck. And that's got everybody swerving around. 1-800-283-101.5. You saw something. You got something. Uh, yeah. So 
uh, in terms of smelliest places, smelliest places. I can't. I don't know what area it is specifically, but it's like in the upper fifties at two ninety five somewhere. It smells like something. That's the always. Nescafe. Yeah, the I'm Nescafe? not sorry. That's that's in Voorhees. I got it. You're on New Jersey one hundred one point five. Who's this? He hung up. Oh. Could I get the call on faster than that? I mean, seriously. <laughs> All right, but yeah, you're talking yeah. about two ninety five South. Yeah, by around exit thirty two. Yeah, yeah, exit thirty two as the, well. I think it's the Melito plant. See, right around exit thirty two, it it'll it depends. Sometimes it smells like coffee, and then other times it kind of smells like uh, the devil's lettuce a little bit. Uh, the devil's lettuce? Yeah, marijuana. Oh, the, the devil. I, you know, I never heard the devil's lettuce. <laughs> you never heard it referred to as the devil's lettuce. Yeah, I don't know. The new devil's lettuce smells a lot like skunk. <laughs> and now when I'm walking around and I smell skunk, I'm worried, is this really skunk or should I be happy about this? Yeah. 1-800-283-101.5. Hi, I'm on New Jersey 101.5. Who's this? Hi, this is Ginger. Hey, Ginger. How are you? I'm well. All right. The two places that I can't stand the smell, right. there is Springfield Road in Union, New Jersey. They have a, like, curry factory or something over there. Okay. It's like it, if you forget that it's there, you you honestly think that you're smelling like bad foot odor. <laughs> I'm like, and where is this? On Springfield Road in Union, New Jersey. Oh, okay, in Union Curry Factory. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. It's it's like an Indian spice. I know what curry is. And, Oh yeah. man, and yeah, and it's, it's there all the time. See, let, you're talking about spice, and your name is Ginger. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like <laughs> Another that. Another one that really bugs me is going down the parkway. Right, or coming up the parkway around exit one twenty. Okay, and it's like I guess Lawrenceville or whatever. And I don't know. You just that one, I think, right? Kind of in that area, yeah. Lawrence okay. Harbor, maybe. You get the like. The smell of the water, or actually, it sometimes smells like sewage. So this is exit 120 on the parkway. It smells like sewage. Yeah. All right. All right. See, so you, you're really paying attention to this. You're really catching on. <laughs> I like this. Your old factory glands are working overtime. Yeah, they are. All right. Yeah, they are. Now, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen on the road? The craziest I've ever seen on the road, mm -hmm. I think just happened to be about six months ago, um, a guy was driving, and for some reason, he was driving his bike, and he just happened to look over and then just hit the curb and went flying. Oh, man. Oh. He was riding a bicycle. He was riding a bicycle, and he hit the curb and went flying. Yeah. Okay. He was like, I was like, all right. Other mm -hmm. than that, nothing. All right. Well, that's all right. You, you gave me two good smells, Ginger. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What stinks in New Jersey? Where are the where are the stinkiest places to drive in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. What is this craziest thing you have ever seen on a New Jersey road? 1-800-283-101.5. Stuff that fell off the truck. Stuff that was scattered along the road. Like the stinky chicken waste down on Route 55 that uh, stunk out the highway. Here's fast traffic. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. All right, so uh, picture, if you will, you're driving down Route 55, and it's a nice, pleasant day. And you're like, 
What the hell is that? And what it is is horrible smelling chicken guts spilled all over the highway in a crash. So I want to know from you, 1-800-283-101.5, what are uh, some of the stinkiest places in New Jersey, uh, smelliest places in New Jersey, and what stinks? Uh, I, I may even do a post on this. We also did the thing on uh, uh, the Italian delis, and Kyle is in Trenton with a good one on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Steve. I'm such a big fan of yours. I'm so glad I can finally call in and talk to you, man. Well, man, thank you. I'm so glad you're here. What's happening? I always have you on in my garage. I run a little side, small side business out of my garage. It's actually pretty much a monetized obsession is what I like to call it. But What do you do? I always have you on. I, I restore uh, vintage cast iron and vintage cookware. So, like, talk wow. about food. You always do something food every other day, you know, and I really... I really like you, man. You speak to everybody in New Jersey, so I'm just—I just had to call in for this one. Um, Thank you, pal. So both of the things that you're talking about right now, I don't necessarily have the worst smell. I'm not a fan of the bay. Like if I'm going down, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, I get that. I mean, that's that's kind of built into everybody else. I think Jeff Deminsky said he liked the way that smelled, but that's <laughs> we're gonna get him at his aftershave, a nice a nice candle, <laughs> a little deodorant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, one one smell I absolutely love is going into Dulce and Clementi's. I live in Trenton, oh, and God. that they have okay, so they have what's called their prosciutto bread. That's like one of their signature things. Really, it's it's like a bread with all these different meats and cheeses. It's got ham. It's got prosciutto. It's got. I love that. I know, I know I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. I can't say it how you say it. I'm not going to try. So what, I I'll take the pass on that. Yeah, prosciutto, or however you say it. It's got prosciutto. It's right. got sausage. It's got ham. It's got a couple different kinds of cheeses in it. All oh, wrapped I love that stuff. I bring it home. I cut it in one-inch slices, and I take a, my great-grandmother's cast-iron skillet from 1916, and I sear those sides, get it nice and crispy. There's nothing better. That's living. You could you could eat that in a cardboard box and feel like you're in a mansion. That is, you know what? The, the skillet, the iron skillet. My grandmother had one. My father had one. That's like that's like a must-have if you're a chef. Oh, my. You must make a lot of money with those. Those are great. They really do. They sear it. They cook better than anything else, much better than what's out there today. Yeah, I love doing it. I, I restore these things. They look like they've been buried, and they're all rusted up, and I just truly enjoy working with them. I do make money, but not enough to, like, you know, go crazy or anything. I just really love the heritage behind them, and everyone has a story, so I just keep them alive and try to get them. I've, I, just, I just sold my... Uh, to my 50th state in the United States the other day, so I was really happy about that. But I, I love having you on when I'm when I'm working and you know doing my posts and stuff. So keep it up, man. I love you. Thank you, pal. I love you too. Listen, give yourself a plug. If anybody wants to get their uh, pans restored, what's how do they get in touch with you? Oh yeah, if you want your pans restored, or if you want to buy some vintage ones, or get entertained with some funny uh, corny Instagram posts, you can go on Instagram at castiron underscore Kyle. At cast iron underscore Kyle. Kyle, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Let's go to Mike and Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, Steve. Yeah, so worst snow by far. You said it earlier. Uh, right around Elizabeth, 13, 13A, near oh the airport. God. That, that bayway section. Yeah, and it doesn't stop. I mean, you know when you're getting there, when you go all the way up and you see it, and you figure after all these years they would have done something about it, but no. Well, it's a combination. So if you're traveling north, 
Right. And you pass exit 12, and you get her to exit 13, boom, you get hit by the refinery. And then just north of 13, when, you, when you're driving over to Bayway Avenue, and I know that area really well because I've worked in that area for like 20 years, you're driving over on the same cul-de-sac in the business park. There's a fish hatchery and an oh egg process God. on the same street. And the smells that come out of those buildings, they're, and they're right underneath the turnpike. Oh. Driving right over that. It'd be funny. You get, these, Good. you get these people that get off the air, their airport for the first time in New Jersey, and they walk out the door, and that's the first thing that they're smelling. And that's why we have that reputation. That Exactly. No matter where you enter New Jersey, right, it's a dump. You come in from Newark, you come over to Bridge into Camden, there's Admiral Wilson Boulevard before they redid it. You know, yeah, I, I totally I totally feel you on that. But uh, could you imagine, like, you look in the paper or you, you, know, you look online and you see this, you know, beautiful house for sale and it's really, really cheap and you go and you buy it without thinking. Next thing you know, you find out it's located on that block. <laughs> i tell you what, another one, honorable mention. During the summertime, uh, two and getting fall there. Uh, when the wind is coming from the west on a hot day, the dump in Tinton Falls—it's disgusting. It is one of the worst smells. <laughs> All right, Tinton Falls when the wind is coming from the west. And uh, when, I, when I think honorable mention, the first name that comes to my mind is Johnny from Manville. Where the hell you been? Oh, Steve, I've been busy, and I'm sorry I've been out of town, so I haven't had a chance to call you. Oh, okay. I did leave a candle burning by the phone, but that's okay. The guy with the skillet? Yeah. The government should make pay him, so make sure every mom has a skillet, because I'd have been juvenile delinquent long before my time if my mom didn't have a skillet. <laughs> That and the wooden spoon, right? The, the, uh, yeah, oh, the, the wooden not. spoon. <laughs> Hey, Steve, I broke her wooden spoon, and uh, she got one that was twice the size. Dude, I had no idea until I moved out of my house that the wooden spoon was actually used for cooking. <laughs> it's in a kit. What's it doing in the kitchen? <laughs> my, my mother had it as a, in a holster. I didn't realize it was in the kitchen. The holster, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so what stinks in New Jersey, Johnny? And don't, don't go there. Oh, geez. So, Steve, you know I keep it clean. I don't have uh, a on the radio. Right. Um, but I'll see you in person, and we could uh, really hash it out. My uh, daughter, by the way, still says your kids are cute as hell. She's the 23-year-old Alexis that mm -hmm. you've talked to 100 times. I know, Alexi, who has nothing to do, who disavows any knowledge of Johnny from Manville. Correct. <laughs> but she does admit that your, your kids are both cute. She's the best. All right, so give me, come on, what stinks in New Jersey? I'm going down 22, and I do it every day. And right. They put a uh, growing farm in where the Walmart used to be on 22 between Branchburg and White House. Right. And the neighbors complained so much about the smell for, like, the last year and a half. They put vents in and filters. But I'm cruising down the road uh -huh. about two hours, uh, I mean, about two miles before the place. And I'm sniffing, and I'm like, oh, my God. I don't want to hit a skunk because I had a friend that did, and it took like 
five underwashings to clean it off. Right. I'm looking, and there's nothing. And as I'm driving in, it's like even worse. I look back, there was no fur. It was the dispensary, and boy, I felt like I'm oh. free again. <laughs> the good news, we got marijuana. The bad news, it smells like skunk. <laughs> there are only two things that smell like skunk, and one of them skunk. Thanks for the call to New Jersey. 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. What stinks in New Jersey? Jets don't count. It's 830. like that, huh? Now the latest New Jersey news from NJ1015. Don. 283-101.5. Steve Trevelisse. And you, hanging out till 11 o'clock. Go to NJ1015.com. You find out where the best Irish pubs are, because you could use a drink about this time. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Right now it's 8.36 p.m., so that qualifies. And uh, Italian delis. I'm telling you, man, like Christmas morning in Italian deli. You wake up. Uh, you wake up, right? You go in, and immediately you're blown away with the provolone and the prosciutto, not the prosciutto, the, uh, the salamis and everything hanging from all over the place. And you look in the deli cases, and, and uh, you're going to salivate. You're going to be hungry. As a matter of fact, you're going to be hungry, and if you get thirsty, we got the Irish pub block, so go check it out. 1-800-283-101.5. So we talked earlier about the idea of um, seeding newborns with $1,000. And this is money that they're supposed to use because it's our job, I guess, as a state to give people money, according to Senator Cory Booker. But uh, when you're born in New Jersey and you get $1,000 put in your trust account, would it be possible, would it be enough for you to be able to retire in New Jersey? Because uh, according to a new study, when it comes to retiring in New Jersey, one word, don't. Do not retire in New Jersey. A new study says we are awful for retirees. Uh, and this is also on NJ1015.com. John and Michael wrote it. Uh, basically, current New Jersey residents will be, will be shocked that of all the states in the union, we are the second worst to retire in. New survey compared states by measuring them against each other in variables such as overall affordability, how much you'll be spending for health care, overall quality of life. Uh, we came in second to last. How about that? So regardless of that. Now, personally, I'm going to retire in New Jersey because I can't leave because I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> we have been named the second to worst place to retire up from last year when we were the worst. So I'm going to ask you, have you been, if you retired, have you been able to retire in New Jersey and how is it working out for you? You know, let's say you've decided you're at that age, you retired, you know, and you, you know, people retire now, you know, in their 40s, 50s, 60s. If you uh, went into the military, you could retire at 37. A lot of people retire, you know, take early retirement in their 50s, 60s. So if you've retired in New Jersey, how's it working out for you? Now, if you have not retired in New Jersey and you just bought a house here, you're starting out your life here, do you plan to retire in New Jersey? And if you do, how are you preparing for it? 1-800-283-101.5. According to a new study, uh, retiring in New Jersey, with number one being the best, and uh, we are 38th in adjusted cost of living. We are 31st in annual cost of in-home services. We are 41st 
Wallet Hub Taxpayer Ranking, 37th Elderly Friendly Labor Market, 30th Percentage of Population 65 or Older, 46th Healthcare Facilities Per Capita. How does it make you feel? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, personally, like I said, 2023 is, according to Wallet Hub, 2023's best states to retire in. We came in way, let me see, did, 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 hold on, uh, like I said, 49th out of 50th for retiring. So do you plan to retire in New Jersey, or are you getting the hell out? And if you do get out, let me throw this at you. What is the most New Jersey-like state to move to, if that's what you would want? Because I could never, like, like if I were to move, say I were to leave New Jersey, you'd want to go someplace where you could at least feel comfortable. You want to go someplace where you could feel Jersey-friendly. I believe that uh, the farther you get away from New Jersey, the dumber people get. I think there's something we have here in New Jersey that nobody else has. Maybe it's a certain sarcasm. Maybe it's a certain uh, attitude. Maybe it's a certain uh, way that we look at things. Uh, But you tell me. 1-800-283-101.5. We came in 49th out of 50th states to retire in. Are you staying or are you going? And if you're going, what's the most New Jersey-like place to go to? That would be very interesting. Or would you say, I've got to go someplace so completely different from New Jersey. I don't think you'd make it there. I think there's something about us. Something about the way we live, the way we act, the way we think. That doesn't jive with everybody else. I think there's like a certain thing about like when you when you go on vacation, you see other people and you tell them you're from New Jersey. If they're from New Jersey, they're like your best friends. They're like brothers, sisters that are going to be your best friends for life. You're going to talk to them uh, when you get back. New friendships, new relationships will be established. And if they're not from New Jersey, they look at you and go, oh, my God, we got a real life Jersey person here. Say something Jersey. Are you in the mob? Are you a soprano? Do you know Bruce Springsteen? Steve's in Monroe on New Jersey 101.5. Steve-O. Yo, what's up, brother? How you been? I'm good. How about you, pal? I, you know, you, you, you struck the right chord, man. I, um, I'm not retired yet. Right. But I'm a lot closer than, uh, than, than I was when I started my career. And I, I'm going to have a nice pension when I do. And I'm, I'm less than a decade out. I'm about seven years out till I go. What do you do? Uh, I'll be, I'm in law enforcement. Okay. So it's one of those things, man. I'm trying to get ahead, make you know, pay off my property, eliminate my credit card debt. You know, got rid of my my wife's college loans that she had. Trying to make less going out when I am retired on a fixed income. Right. But I just don't know. The same thing. Like you look at the map, the best places to retire, and I love it in Jersey. I don't know why I do them, and I'm an idiot like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do. This is our home. This is where we are. It's, yeah. I'm a homegrown in the, the southern end of the state, and right. uh, I, I, I'm going to miss it. But I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to financially make it happen, and because it's it's not getting easier, it, it isn't. No, and I, I hope. I, what by any chance? What was the number one state to go that that list gave you? The number one state to go, Virginia. I, I would have got that wrong. I was thinking maybe like Florida. Florida came in number two. Okay. Yeah. So. 
right? As yeah. far as st- and you know what, Robert Klein, I quoted him earlier. You know, Robert Klein is the comedian. I do. He had the greatest line. He goes, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I sent two very healthy parents to Florida. Thirty years later, they're dead. What's going on down there? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very true. I, I just, uh, I, you know, but I'm digging in. Um, I'm going to dig in. I, I hope the state makes a turnaround. And, you know, maybe it's wishful thinking, but I, I think it will eventually. It, well, you know what? It's just not feasible. It sucks to hear you say that because you're in law enforcement, so you're going to get – my father – I come from a family of firemen. Uh, I know a lot of cops. You know, Eric Potts is a cop who works here, a retired cop, a detective. And the pensions that – you're going to have an incredible pension. And with that, you're still going to have trouble making it in New Jersey. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I'm happy with what I'm going to retire with. I, I live – you know, and I base my lifestyle around it. I didn't go in excess – I, you know, we're we're very humble with where we are, and I have a family that I'm raising here in New Jersey, and going to do whatever I need to do for them as they hit that college and everything else. But I, I, I am, I, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a major concern on what I'm going to do when I, you know, when I hit that rightful age of 51. Yeah, really. Well, that's 51. You lucky son. <laughs> Let's hope that when that time, when you, I'll tell you, when you're 51, start looking for another job at 50 <laughs> or two or three. You know. That's it, and that, that's what it's going to be to be in Jersey. I, I definitely am going to need that uh, that second career and get it. Yeah, it, it's a shame, but you're right. That's that's what it is. Nah, hopefully, stay safe, Steve. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Hopefully, it changes in the 11 years before Steve's ready to retire. 1-800-283-101.5. Wallet Hub, we are the second to worst state in the entire nation. To retiring. Are you retiring in New Jersey or are you uh, getting the hell out of Dodge? All Jersey. 101.5 is giving you free family fun at American Dreams Nickelodeon Universe Theme Park. Just listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for the secret code word. Enter in our app to win free family passes for an amazing day of unlimited rides. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, American Dream Nickelodeon Universe Theme Park. Good luck from New Jersey. 101.5. I, uh, um, took my family on a vacation about, oh God, 10 years ago, maybe more, to um, Nickelodeon Park down in Florida. And we get down there, uh, and it turns out they have the, uh, it's all SpongeBob, you're greeted by SpongeBob, and all the Nickelodeon figures are running around in costume and stuff. And it turns out that the guy who, one of the guys who worked there actually came from Jersey, listened to 1015, listened to the show. And uh, so we ended up getting slimed. We ended up getting on Double Dare. It was great. Uh, and it's so much fun. I, I highly recommend it. All right. Uh, according to Wallet Hub, we are the second to worst state in the nation to retire in. Last year, we were the worst state in the nation to retire in. And that really sucks because you, you spend your life living in New Jersey you grow up here. You love it here. There's something about being in New Jersey that's not like being anywhere else. And when the time comes for you to have your golden years, I, they actually exist if you talk to anyone who's in their golden years. But when the time comes uh, this, you know, to have your golden years, you can't spend it in New Jersey. You have to leave. Why? Because you can't afford to live here anymore. Why? Because they don't want you here anymore. You know, you're getting pushed out. Uh, you're getting taxed out. You're getting pushed out. So you tell me, 
1-800-283-101.5. You know, Expedia says you're digging in. I'm digging in because this is my life. This is my home. I can't go anywhere else. It's going to be hard. You have to try to figure out, you know, as you manipulate your life for when the time comes, as Steve had said earlier, you know, you have to plan to be able to find a way to afford New Jersey. You don't have to do that in other states. You know, the best state to retire in, according to Wallet Hub, Virginia. With one being the best, affordability 16, quality of life 11, health care 11, New Jersey 49. You know, here we are. We are the 49th state to retire in. Affordability 49 out of 50. 34 out of 50 when it comes to quality of life. Seriously. 22 out of 50 when it comes to health care. And this is where we're going to spend our life. Right? Lucky us. Why do we do it? Because it's New Jersey. 1-800-283-101.5. You not believe what's happening with James Bond novels. Stick around. New Jersey 101.5. Home of the nationally award-winning news department. The Radio Television Digital News Association has awarded us the Murrow Award for Best Newscast. For award-winning news you can trust. We are New Jersey 101.5. Ah, it's all right. 1-800-283-101.5. The Lost Weekend, the love story, is uh, going to be coming out on uh, several platforms in a month or two. That's the story of John Lennon's Lost Weekend, which was an 18-month uh, relationship he had with May Pang, who was his uh, secretary. And uh, who set them up? Yoko Ono. It's a great story. And uh, I can't wait personally to see it. Uh, what I can wait for, and I can't believe this is happening, and to me it's very scary, uh, the James Bond novels are now going to be edited to remove racist content. And this is according to Variety. A new report in the United Kingdom newspaper, The Telegraph, reveals that ahead of the reissue of the Bond novels in April to mark the 70 years of Casino Royale, the first book in the series, rights holders Ian Fleming Publications Limited commissioned a review by sensitivity readers. And each book will carry the disclaimer... This book was written at a time when terms and attitudes which might be considered offensive by modern readers were commonplace. A number of updates have been made in the edition while keeping as close as possible to the original text and period in which it is set, the Telegraph said. And what bothers me about this is that you're, you're trying, and I don't know, two questions. I don't understand. Are they doing this because... They are truly sensitive to racial slurs or racial writings in the book, books. Or are they doing this because they feel that if they leave the original content in, they're not going to make as much money? Or they're going to get a lot of backlash, or a lot of people are going to be upset when the books come out and label them as racist. So therefore, they're trying to get ahead of the uh, parade by stopping that so that everybody will buy the book. I don't know. The other thing is, should we be doing this? If you really want to give a true depiction of, you know, Bond and the way the author intended it to be written, you have to let the author's words, I think the disclaimer is enough. 
Ian Fleming lived at a time when certain terms were accepted. And for the most part, so did you. Uh, Depending on how old you are. So understanding that and reading the books, you understand where he's coming from. You understand, you know, what the times are like. But you also get a feel for what the book is about. Uh, You know, a better feel for the book. We're not even talking Bondi. We're talking any book. Uh, For example, in Live and Let Die, which was written in 1954, Bond's opinion of Africans in the gold and diamond trades are pretty law-abiding chaps, I should have thought, except when they've drunk too much. Has been altered to pretty law-abiding chaps, I should have thought. Well, I would wonder if you brought... So basically, you could say that about anybody. We're pretty law-abiding except when we drink too much. But... Regardless of that, if you if you go to, if you could bring back Ian Fleming, and you could say, let's talk about how you wrote the book, or why wouldn't he have written it that way originally? You're changing the concept of the book. You're changing, you know, what the author is trying to say in the book. So basically, is that the right thing to do? And if we're doing it, you know, if they start doing it for Bond, they're going to start doing it for other books, too. Are we going to get a skewed image of what history was like? Is it fair to the author? Is it fair to the Bond fans? To rewrite history. Are you putting words in the author's mouth? Are you taking out words or are you putting in words or different words to fit your narrative and not what the author meant to say? If you are offended by the book, don't buy the book. Remember you used to be able to make that choice? 1-800-283-101.5. Should the Bond books be rewritten? Should the Bond books be edited to take out someone's opinion of what they feel is racist content? Rob's in Monroe under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rob. Hey, how you doing? It just hit a nerve when I heard that. We're rewriting books. We're rewriting history to make everything politically correct in today's time versus what reality was. You can't make everything fit into today. They, They need to stop. You can't show how far we've grown if you don't see where we grew from. Absolutely. My son's a history teacher, and they keep rewriting history, and he he can't even teach what happened because it's not politically correct. People are getting upset because he teaches what happened, not what they want to hear. How can you understand? How can you better understand the times if, if you don't tell people the truth? You know, and in this case, you're talking about art. You're talking about the author's words. Are we going to start rewriting songs? Are we going to start, you know, rewriting poetry? Are we going to take everything and translate it? They took out God Bless America from the Yankees' seventh inning. I mean... They did? You know, <laughs> you don't remember that? Oh, yeah. I, I thought recently. The seventh inning every year, every game. And they took it out because she apparently was a slave owner. And she wasn't. You're talking about Kate Smith. And that was a yeah. compl- that was complete BS. Rob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Kirsten's in Pennsylvania on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, how are you? I'm good. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think they should change it. You know, the author meant 
for it to be written the way he wrote it. You know, I don't really think we have a place in, in changing it. Um, I was saying it reminds me of the Bopsy twins, um, kind of like a Nancy Drew story, but with um, two sets of twins from a family. And it was written, I think, back in like the 50s or 60s, but I read it in the 70s as right. a child. And they, you know, refer to African-Americans as colored people, you know, and then. No, I got all they, that. The, but yeah, yeah I, but, I, good. You know, I don't think, and, and I, I remember asking my parents about what is, what do they mean by this? You know, and it was a, it was a discussion starter. Like it wasn't, you know. And, and it made you that, understand what was going on. And you, like you said, that's great. It was a discussion starter. And now we get to benefit. We get to learn from it. Kristen, Kristen, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But again, who, you know, is this, do you believe this is, a thing because they're sincerely worried about offending people, or do you think it's a money thing? Do you think it's a thing that you know what they're going to get? They're going to get labeled when the books come out. He's going to be labeled a racist, and nobody's going to buy the book, and they're going to be canceled. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. But again, should we be censoring books from the past? And what other books are, is this going to happen with? Several of the books, including Thunderball, Quantum of Solace, Goldfinger, ethnicities have been removed. Oh, my God. The edits to the U.S. edition of Live and Let Die were authorized by Fleming himself. Fleming died in 1964. Another scene in the book uh, set during a strip tease at a Harlem nightclub was originally Bond could hear the audience panting and grunting like pigs in a trough. Uh, he felt his own hands gripping the tablecloth. His mouth was dry. This had been revised to Bond could sense the electric tension in the room. A segment of the book describing accented dialogue as straight Harlem Deep South with a lot of New York thrown in has been removed. So basically now you're, you're taking what was a descriptive, authentic setting, and by that I mean, you know, so that you can paint a picture in the person's mind as to what they're hearing, what they're, you know, what they're feeling, and you're sanitizing it so that you really have no idea. 1-800-283-101.5. Alan's in Barnegat on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Alan. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, how about you? I got, I got, good, I got two points. You know what you can do with this? Do like they did on cigarettes. You know, instead of, you know, this is, could harm pregnant women, dude, this might offend your feelings and put a label on it, so if you buy it, it's at your own risk. Yeah, well, they do that. They do that in the beginning of the book, and that's why it's kind of like, if you're doing that, why do you need the sense of the book? Each book will carry the disclaimer. This book was written at a time when terms and attitudes which might be considered offensive by modern readers were commonplace. And that's it. If you just say that, now you're off the hook. I'm telling you what this is. You decide if you want to buy it. We have removed the freedom from people to make their own decisions by deciding for them that we decided they shouldn't be reading this. Exactly. And my, my second point was all these rappers that drop the N-word in their songs, let's censor all those and get rid of all those, too. Oh, you know what? If, if, either we're all going to do it or we're not going to do it. I, I totally get that. Exactly. Alan, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But again, you decide what you like. If you want to buy the Bond books and this is the way the books are going to be, then you buy the book. If you, if you don't want that, then don't buy the book. But you know what? I mean, this is only one. You know, again, you know, Ronald Dahl. They were editing. They were editing him, 
and now they're not going to do it. Should we be editing books to remove anything that we don't agree with? 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about James Bond novels edited to remove racist content? Here's New Jersey 101.5, Fast Traffic. 1-800-283-101.5, Steve Trebleese. All right, are we going to be censoring books? Are we going to change To Kill a Mockingbird? Jeff was talking about that earlier. The James Bond novels for the 70th uh, anniversary are going to be released, starting with Casino Royale. And uh, they are going to be edited to remove racist content. They already start with a disclaimer. This book was written at a time when terms and attitudes which might be considered offensive by modern readers were commonplace. Despite that, they are continuing to edit the books. Now, uh, Ian Fleming Publications tells The Telegraph, We at Ian Fleming Publications reviewed the text of the original Bond books and decided our best course of action was to follow Ian Fleming's lead. We have made changes to Live and Let Die that he himself had authorized. Okay. Let's go with that. Now continuing on. Following Ian's approach, we looked at instances of several racial terms across the books and removed a number of individual words or else swapped them for terms that are more accepted today, but in keeping with the period in which the books were written. How can you do that? We encourage people to read the books for themselves when the new paperbacks are published in April. Well, again... uh, Variety reached out to Fleming Productions for publications for comment. You tell me, should the books be edited? Should they be changed? Uh, or should they be left in their original form? And then you read them and make your own opinion. You understand what the world was like at that time. And it wasn't the same as it was now. And uh, do you have the right to change an author's words without the author's consent, even though he's dead? John is in Piscataway under Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, this this topic is really bumming me out. I'm sorry. You got to talk about this because otherwise they'll just do it. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I was 13 years old in 1963 when Goldfinger came out. Right. Goldfinger was the third movie. The first two, Dr. That was the big one. They were good, but Goldfinger, they really went over the top with it. I mean, what more could you ask for than an airplane pilot named Pussy Galore? Well, you know what? How about this? How about, uh, I'm surprised that women aren't upset, because remember, you know, for one thing, he was a misogynist, but the other thing was, well, well he wasn't, but I mean, when remember the, the scene, I think it was from Russia with Love, where he's dancing with the girl, and he sees the gun, and he waltzes the girl in front of the gun to take the bullet for him? I'm surprised that didn't get anybody upset. Yeah. But but again, you know, regardless of that, this is the bond. These are this is the books. This is the way the books were written, and the times were different. Based on this, do we should we now go back throughout history, through all the movies and all the books and all the TV and everything that was ever made? Should we change everything? Should we like now uh, take it? You know, should we desensitize all in the family? Do we go? You know, how far do we go with this? This is scary. And then we make people believe, how are you going to understand how deep the problem was if you're eradicating the problem from the past? Yeah. Well, 
the young people that are going to be reading these edited versions, you know, they're not going to be experiencing the same joy that we did uh, back in the day. You know what, John? I don't think they're going to care. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I think part of that, too, is, you know, as Bond outlived his usefulness, you know, if you grew up watching James Bond and you grew up with Dr. No and From Russia With Love and Goldfinger and Thunderball and Live and Let Die, I can go on. Uh, it was a different time. And people looked differently, you know, at, at the world. And you really believe the idea that in the middle of the Cold War, one man could save the world. We're beyond that now. Way beyond that. Uh, Eddie's in Ocean County on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Eddie. Hi, Steve. How you doing? Good, pal. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I don't look at this as no one's insulted or getting, uh, you know, all bent out of shape from something it says in the book. Because these things are objectively not racist. And even even if they were, you don't go around, I don't go around all day looking to, to erase things that I don't agree with or feel a little insulted from, you know? Agreed. The whole thing's a political agenda that they're trying to to change the culture. That, that's the whole thing. I mean, you, and it's all politics. That's that's what it is. Yeah, but how yeah. would you change by changing the book? You know, you're, you're you're 20 years old. Are you a are you a fan of James Bond? Nope. And why? And I think the reason is I think we're beyond James Bond. You know what I mean? I don't think there's a there's a James Bond that's going to come out and save the world the way they believed in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah, I don't believe the world will be saved. I believe the world is. There's a lot of evil in the world, and mm. that's just the way of the world. And the good people have to keep on fighting the good fight. You're never going to win. No. you got to just keep on fighting, bring up your family, and do the right thing. Eddie, for 20 years old, you got the mind of a 40-year-old. <laughs> Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I mean, really, when you think about it, like all the Bond movies were pretty much, you know, uh, Bond, you know Bond's a secret agent for Her Majesty's Secret Service, and uh, he, would get the, he would get the mission. And the mission would end up uh, taking him to first a cold country like Russia or something. Then he'd end up in Bermuda. Then he'd end up, uh, there's always uh, hot babes in bikinis, right? Evening, uh, a reason for the babe to wear the evening dress and a reason for the babe to wear the bikini. And then there'd be a volcano that he would have to blow up. And uh, at the end, he ends up with the girl and we wait for the next bond. And that was every Bond movie from, I think, Russia with Love all the way up to uh, became politically incorrect for Bond to date. And then the girl he had to save in Skyfall was uh, his mother figure, um, uh, Judy Dench, right? I mean, have, have we passed the point of Bond? You mean has Bond like jumped the shark? Like is it? I, like, yeah, has Bond, are we, I, I hate to say it because I grew yeah, up loving him, right? And you know, when you're a kid, you want to be Bond. Of I had course. the Bond guns and all that. Yeah. But I mean now. Are we, you know, is James Bond over with? Are we past the point? Has he jumped the shark? You know, I don't know. Is it a thing that he was such an icon back in the day and, you know, a few, even a few decades ago, and now we're just so inundated with choices that the Bond movies now that come out, I mean, Daniel Craig makes a fine Bond, but they don't really, it's like an action movie. Yeah, to me, it's, like, it's yeah. not like a Bond movie. It's like an action movie. Bond, well, the things that made Bond Bond are no longer politically correct. Right. Right? Bond was a playboy. Yeah. Bond had multiple women. Mm -hmm. Bond smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. Bond drank martinis. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> yeah. Today, Bond would be so boring. <laughs> I wouldn't want to hang with him. It's 930. 
Now the latest New Jersey news from NJ1015.com. A water main break. 1.5, Steve Trevelisse. Has James Bond jumped the shark? I mean, they're putting out the Bond books, the reissues. They're removing all the racist content from the Bond books. I don't remember there being much racist content in there. 70 years of Casino Royale, the first book in the series. Uh, Ian Fleming Publications has commissioned the review by sensitivity readers. Should we be censoring the books? 1-800-283-101.5. Frank is in Old Bridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, hey Frank. Hey. hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How about you? Absolutely no censoring. Uh, just get the word out. Don't buy the books. Period. There's a thought. There's a thought. Buy the books. Yeah. I don't understand why, like, why we just don't do that. But I think, like I said, I think the problem is they're afraid that if they release the books, that uh, you know, the woke society, the politically correct, will start labeling James Bond the racist and Ian Fleming a racist, and they'll cancel him. So that to, do, to save that, that's what they're doing. We don't do that anymore. Now we cancel. Oh, I got one more question. When when are they going to start putting masks on dogs for these uh, canine viruses? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's all we need. That's all we need. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, you, and, you know, and you know it's coming, too. Thanks, Frank. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. And you know what? While we're talking about this, though, has Bond jumped the shark? I mean, if you're a James Bond fan, let's get geeky a little bit. You know, who was your favorite James Bond? There have been so many. But what James Bond stood for, who James Bond is, is there room for James Bond anymore? Would J- if James Bond showed up today on the scene, if James Bond walked into your life, what would you view him as? Does he fit in 2023? You know, it's funny. I, I watched that Beatles get back and Peter Jackson, who was the director, had a great line about the Beatles in that he said, you know, the Beatles changed the world only to find out there was no longer a place for them in it. And he went on to explain why. Now, applying that to James Bond, you know, here we are, James, it's not like James Bond is the most popular figure to begin with. You know, he's a little outdated. He's a little, not so much rough around the edges, but gray. James Bond in 1962 James Bond in 1972. You know, Sean Connery, he had a a suaveness, a bravado. But everything that Bond stood for, everything that Bond was today is unacceptable. So if you were going to, and I know, I think they are going to make a Bond movie. I know, like, uh, did Bond die in the last movie? Or if there's supposed to be a Bond movie, but Craig's not doing it anymore. I don't know who they're going to get. It's supposed to be a girl. It makes no sense. But that's what I mean. It's so convoluted and confused. Now, you're Ian Fleming Publications, and you want to make money. You want to sell these books. But is there even a market for the books? What really shocks me about this is that if you're, if you're James Bond right now, if you're Ian Fleming Publications, you got a problem. Because your, your main character may have jumped the shark. So if you're going, your market... If anything, it seems to me like by, by, cha- by editing the books, you're basically offending your core buyer. The kids, you know, the woke society aren't buying James Bond books. The kids aren't buying James Bond books. He was before their time. If you're going after the, 
people who are in their, let's say, 40s, 50s, and 60s, <clears throat> let's say Daniel Craig on back, I know they made a lot of money, but the James Bond of the 60s was a much stronger character in the era than the James Bond of the 2010s. one 1015 But how do you feel about that? Has James Bond jumped the shark? Is the best way to put it. And how do you feel about the idea of uh, Ian Fleming Publications removing any kind of um, racial referrals, I guess? What's the word I'm looking for? From the Bond novels. Racist content. They're going to remove what they say is racist content. From the books. How do you feel about that? 1-800-283-101.5. Also, who is your favorite Bond? Anthony's in Marlboro on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Anthony? Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I just wanted to comment on the Bond thing, man. What are you thinking? I think it's just evolved, and I think a new Bond would be, uh, you know, Tom Cruise or something. Uh, you know, he's done movies... Uh, where, you know, he's evolved with, uh, you know, technology and all that, you know, super, you know. But he'd be a boring Bond. I mean, what made, what made Bond, Anthony? What made Bond was what? When you were, when you was when you, what was your first, who's your first Bond? Sean Connery, right? Yeah. And what was so great about, you wanted to be Bond, right? Yeah. But Bond, Bond has evolved. Back in, back in the day, we didn't have... Uh, you know, all this uh, robotic and uh, all this other stuff involved in movies is very primitive back then. So they can only use primitive stuff when it came to, you know, the cars and this and that. I see Bond evolving with, you know, the generations, the technology, the scientific, uh, you know, experiments. Well, he had some cool gadgets, right? Remember he had the ejector seat in the car? I mean, you know, he had cell phones before anybody else. That was the man from UNCLE. I mean, but let me ask you this, though. The thing that made Bond was what? The fact that he got all the girls, the fact that he was a womanizer, the fact martini shaking not stirred, smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. That was what made Bond suave. That was what made Bond cool. All the cool okay, so has been removed from Bond. What's cool about Bond now? Uh, well, we can, we, uh, you know, I don't know, you know. But That's the problem. It will never die. Ian Fleming will never die. That Ian Fleming's dead, Anthony. Uh, I mean, the name will never die. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Batman. Keep making Batman. What makes Batman? What makes Batman is they keep remaking the same Batman. But the thing about Batman is different. Iron Man. What makes Iron Man? Iron Man got better and better and and more and more. uh, You know, I. uh, What am I looking for? Listen. No, I think I know what you mean. Because, like, let me let's let's talk. Let's go back and forth. The thing about the thing about Batman. When you look at how they did Batman, right, you had the Michael Keaton Batman, and then the approach that, uh, was it Jonathan Nolan, uh, who, Tim Burton, who, who, who did the, the Christian Bale Batman, the trilogy, right, the Dark Knight trilogy, it was more cerebral, you know, he came at, he came at Batman from a different angle. Yeah, it was more about the car, it was more about the car, 
and it was more about the uh, the helicopter. No, it was more about his feelings. You know, it was more about the the, the analysis of him as Bruce Wayne and why he became Batman. His his first one, you see his parents murdered. He sees his parents murdered. You know, it's it's a lot more heart in that one. And then comes the 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 Ben Affleck Batman, which I guess Batman doesn't even want to discuss. And then you go back to you know, I don't know, like because they tried to do that with Bond. They tried to do that with Bond in Skyfall, where instead of being the womanizing, drinking, smoking Bond, he becomes the the boy who's uh, looked up to the mother figure who was his boss, and he goes back to the house he grew up with. We now know that Bond was adopted, you know, and it's a whole different thing. I didn't watch Skyfall for the longest time. I knew it was a Bond movie, but I was like, you know, back stuck in you know, uh, Thunderball and, right. you know, what what I thought is Bond. But when I finally watched Skyfall, I was like, I was like taken because I still thought it was synonymous and good as a Bond movie, man, you know? Yeah, a uh, different, completely different. Sean Connery could have never done that Bond. Oh, come on, he's probably 70. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, in other words, the Sean Connery character in his prime. Like, you could make... Skyfall would have never worked if it were done in 1966. It worked in 2012. Because they didn't have the photo... didn't have the photo... Uh, no, no, no. It's not about. It's not about the technology, Anthony. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. It's just about the storyline. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. How do you feel about the Bond books being edited, Ian Fleming's books being edited to remove racist content? All Jersey point five. Congratulating Special Olympics New Jersey on their Seaside Heights Polar Bear Plunge. Over 7,000 brave folks got freezing for a reason. Raised over $2.6 million. Check out pictures and videos from the Polar Bear Plunge on our free app at NJ1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Parks Casino and Sportsbook, and everyone who warmed their heart and got cold for Special Olympics New Jersey. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. So uh, how do you feel about this? Um, James Bond novels are going to be released. Ian Fleming's James Bond novels, 70th anniversary of Casino Royale. And what they've done is they've gone through the novels and removed what they call racist content. They've changed things around. They've taken out what they feel is racist content. And uh, do we want this happening? Or should the books be released in their original form? Now, there is a disclaimer on the book, which I think is enough. Uh, basically, what it says is um, each book will carry the disclaimer. This book was written at a time when terms and attitudes which might be considered offensive by modern readers were commonplace. Okay. So you understand that this is the way the book was written. Not trying to offend anyone. This is just the way the book was written. And this is the way the times were. And we have to understand, if we're going to grow from those times, we need to understand what those times were like and not eradicate those times. Naturally, if Ian Fleming were writing the books today, they would not contain any of that stuff. But to totally understand what the times were about, you need to be able to read it. Now, here's the thing. If you... And that's how you understand progress. And that's how you realize this is wrong. So the thing about this, though, is the more I think about this, it's quite the conundrum because if you're marketing 
to the Bond fans, naturally they're not going to want this taken out. If you're marketing to new Bond fans, I don't think there are any new Bond fans. If I call up right now, if I go on the radio now and say, all right, anyone who became a Bond fan in the last five years, call me. I'm going to have a blank screen. So if you want to market James Bond to a new generation, then you got to find a way to market James Bond to a new generation. Because this generation today, 2023, Gen Z, could care less about James Bond. Nick's in Philly on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Nicky? Steve, how we doing? Doing good. How about you, pal? Uh, this time, well, this football season around, I don't have a uh, Super Bowl to brag about. So, hey, you got close. You got close. You got better. You got closer than I got. And I think we'll be there next year too. That's going to be tough. It's very, very hard to go back. I know. I know. Um, I think this is ridiculous, um, and I'm going to go full Alex Jones here. Um, and if I would have said this to myself five, six years ago, I would have called myself nuts. But I really think it all comes down to one thing, pandering to a certain group of people, particularly left wing. Well, they, yeah, they don't want to have, you know, they, they don't want and they don't want to be canceled. And that's part of why they're doing it. You know, and, and, and that's all the votes most people are turning left wing and the powers that be want left wing because it's weaker. And uh, so they pander to the left wing voters because that's what's starting to win elections. Well, you know what? Anything. I think the pendulum is turning back. I think people are sick. I get what you're saying, but I think that people are sick of what they had to live with after the last election. Nikki, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Matt, hold on. I'm going to take you first after the break, give you more time. Bill Spadia, I love New Jersey. And what I'm asking you is to stick with me, and we're going to take the state back. Weekday mornings on New Jersey 101.5. Are you digging in with me? And NJ1015.com. WKXW Trenton. Uh, 1009. We get it almost every night. If uh, you got any snow by you, what's it like? 1-800-283-101.5. We were talking about the James Bond books in the last hour. And uh, Matt, hold on. I'm going to give you more time. Basically, what happened is um, the Ian Fleming books are coming out, 70th anniversary, Casino Royale, and all the Ian Fleming books are going to be released. And what they've decided to do is edit the novels to remove racist content. Uh, should they be doing that? According to the uh, Telegraph, which is a London newspaper, each book will carry the disclaimer. This book was written at a time when terms and attitudes which might be considered offensive by modern readers were commonplace. I think that's all you need. And then you let the books go and people understand what they're reading, why they're reading it. And you see how far we've come as a society because you have to understand where it was. But on the other hand, you know, why would you censor any book? Matt's in Wharton on New Jersey 101.5. Matthew. How you doing, Steve? Good. How are you? Ah, pretty good. Sitting here waiting for the snow to come down enough to plow. Yeah, we haven't got anything. Are you in a truck? Like, are you waiting? Are you the plow guy? 
Yeah, I'm 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 waiting I'm waiting for the snow to fall. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I I've been plowing for fifty three years. I, 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 That's I, one hell of a storm, Matt. Fifty three years. Wow. <laughs> okay. No, but I I I read books and everything else and I understand between fiction and truth. Right. It's like I read a lot of history books to make sure I don't make the same mistakes that goes on. I mean, this is just a story. It's well, this is what the times were like. You know, I mean, I know. It, yeah. And it's just like, really get over it. I mean, you sit there. Like I said, I read a lot of history books. I'm a history buff, and I love going. And once again, you go back to so you don't repeat it. You you learn your history, but yeah. they want to ban everything. You're and kind of like, rewriting history by doing this. Oh, oh, wow! I'm not even a writer. No, no, but I mean, like, not you, but I mean, like, the, the, the people who do this, if you're changing the novels, if you're changing the words of the author, you are rewriting history. And yeah, people are going to go back. You're altering facts. Well, you're altering, not, not facts, this fiction. You're, you know, you're, but you're, you're altering what the author meant to say. You're trying to alter facts. And I don't agree with that. Just let it go. Mm hmm. At one, once again, we go back to the First Amendment. We're allowed to speak our mind. It, it, that, it, all, all James Bond is is just fiction. Yeah. Just sit back and relax and enjoy it. And understand or, these were what the times were like. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely, Matt. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. But I think that's the thing, though. I mean, I think I got to imagine that, like, they got to be in a conundrum. Like, what the hell do they do? Um, I don't know that James Bond is an attraction. Ryan, get in here. I don't know that James Bond is an attraction for, uh, you're, you're 24 years old, right? Uh, the idea of the new James Bond movie, is this lighting you up? Are you a Bond fan at all? Um, I could be persuaded to be a Bond fan. But you're not. I'm not currently, because if I had to choose between... The, the how how do I put this? Uh, this isn't how I roll, but I guess if I was you know Mr. Hollywood looking at the movies, if I had to choose between the hot white guy you know doing his action thing versus the hot white guy in the superhero movie with the CGI and the pew pew pew, I'm gonna pick. pick well, the they could CGI Bond as well. They could, but like but it's not it's even about white guy; it's just about guy. Well, I, mean, I know that. But, see, it's yeah. about it's about secret agent, and the thing is, like, could a C? I, I guess let's see, like born identity. Yeah. Like the Bourne movies worked. Uh, you could make the argument that Bourne was like the next Bond. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. Pete and Ewing, what's happening? Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Stay I'm warm. good. What do you think about this? I, I, I really can't stand when they try and change things, you know, for, because people have gotten soft. We have to know where we've been in order to get where we're going if we want to make it. Exactly. And that and this shows us where we've been. But what do you think about like is Bond history. does Bond jump the shark? Does he? Yes. You think he's jumped the shark? A little bit, but not. I do. Not to really. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, like, oh, here, like Ryan's perfect example. You, you're 24, mm -hmm. so Bond, like the idea of the new Bond movie, God, I wish I was, just isn't going to appeal to you. 
It's just like, all right, big deal. Like you said. Yeah. I, think I don't think he's appealing though. to anybody. Yeah. I mean, if you're in your 60s, yeah. if you are in, if you grew up with Bond, you're going to go see the next installment. I didn't grow up as, as long as you have, but I still uh, have been around long but, enough. Okay, but now what, what Bond did you come in on? What was your first Bond movie? Uh, it was... Uh, um, uh, oh, why can't I remember his name? He was in um, um, Pierce Brosnan, Sean Connery, Sean Connery. That was the the first Bond I ever came across. That was Sean Connery. Yes, sir. Well, he was the first. I loved bond. him. Right, he was. Right. Now that Bond had a swagger. That yeah. Bond had a bravado. Right, and that bond was all about you know it was all about the women. It was all about the martini. He shot people at will. Right, he pulled the gun. Right, you know he would kill people all throughout the movie. Yeah, that would never be done today. See, as they keep changing, yes. Right, it's just it's just the, the social mores changed, and that's why a movie today where exactly Pete. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I was gonna say there are some like there are a handful of actors I think that could do it now. Like if Robert Downey Jr. was younger, you know he could do it. Um, no, I just mean like, the idea of a guy. Yeah, not who could play Bond. Well, no, yeah, but Bond but, himself. Well, yeah, but part of also selling Bond in the modern age would be you know finding an actor that fits that look. I mean, you know the 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 aesthetic appeal of way of the way that you know, Hollywood males you know, present themselves has changed so much. Like, are you going to find a guy that's like, that's going to be able to pull, be a believable Bond? That's what I mean. It's, you can't even find the guy to do it. Yeah. But when, when Bond first came out, there were Roger Moore tried out for the role, Mike Connors tried out for the role, a whole bunch of people tried out for the role. Connery just, he's a Mr. Universe. He just walked into the director's office, did it. That's what your Bond should be like. Like, <laughs> he ended up getting the job. But, and Roger Moore, they wanted originally, but he was tied into The Saint, a TV show. And later on, they wanted Pierce Brosnan, and he was tied into a show called Remington Steel. And they cancel Remington Steel. They give him Bond. And when they, Remington Steel found out that he got the Bond role, suddenly they put Remington Steel back on the air. And he had to go <laughs> back to Remington Steel, and then they canceled it again. But, but the idea that you couldn't, at that point, find the guy to take on, you know what I mean? I don't know that the James Bond story today would fit. So if you're trying to sell James Bond books, and now you're saying, okay, we're going to sell James Bond books that have racial content in 2023, will we be canceled? Will we be labeled? Will Ian Fleming be labeled a racist? Will Bond be labeled a racist? Are we doing, you know, so are they doing this to try to basically save Bond uh, in that respect, if you understand what I'm saying? But either way, should it be done? And is this a slippery slope for other works that we say, you know what, well, this can, you know, let's go through everything that's ever been written and, uh, you know, strain it Put it through the strainer of content, racial or otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say I would think women would be more upset with Bond. Than yeah. <laughs> when you think about, I thought it was that movie. I think it was from Russia with Love, where he's dancing with the girl, and you see the gun behind the curtain, mm. and he looks and he sees the gun. So he immediately dances the girl in front of him, and she takes the bullet. <laughs> 
and then that, he leaves. Yeah. That didn't bother anybody. <laughs> this is what the problem is. one 800 I'm Steve Trevelisse. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. What's five? Steve Trevelisse. one 800 So, let me tell you what's going on. It's been 70 years that we've had uh, James Bond to mess with. Casino Royale. The 70 years of Casino Royale, the first book in the series, uh, coming out. And they have, uh, Ian Fleming's people have gone through the books to uh, remove any kind of sensitive material. Uh, what they say is racial content. Each book will carry the disclaimer. This book was written in a time when terms and attitudes which might be considered offensive by modern readers was common, were commonplace. A number of updates have been made in this edition while keeping as close as possible to the original text and the period in which it is set. This is according to the Telegraph. So one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Do you like the idea of editing the books, or do you like the idea of leaving them alone? Go with the disclaimer. Let the reader decide. And understand that in order to see how far we've come, you have to see where we were. And those books would show you in their original form where we were, how far we've come. If you don't like the book, don't buy the book. Or is it a fear, which I think it's also a fear that they don't want to be canceled. So um, here you go. You're releasing this series. Next thing you know, James Bond is a racist. James Bond is, you know, James Bond shouldn't be around. He's canceled. He's no good. But I think that basically James Bond, just the idea of James Bond, Mm -hmm. that a one man, this secret agent with a bunch of gadgets, you know, armed with a bunch of gadgets, a couple of girlfriends and two martinis shaken, not stirred, could change the world. Because every Bond movie starts off. With Bond's uh, on vacation somewhere, mm-hmm. the world blows up, Bond gets a call, he gets called in, he sits in the office, he walks past Money Penny, the secretary, who has a crush on him, and they flirt a little bit, and then he goes and he sits in the office and he gets his instructions, and then from there he goes to Q, and Q gives him all the gadgets uh, that he's going to be using, the briefcase with the gun in it and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there, uh, for the first part, he ends up in a cold place, uh, like Russia or a cold, icy kind of place. Yeah. And he gets in a fight there. And somehow, and he, and he of course, you know, the thing blows up, Bond survives. And yeah. the next thing he does, he gets on a plane, he goes to the Bahamas, and where he meets a beautiful girl in a bikini, and uh, they hit it off. And then after that, uh, he has to go infiltrate the volcano where the bad guys are. Okay. It's every Bond movie. And then, yeah. he, gets the, <laughs> then he blows up the... And, the, and then the, the, the bad guys find out about Bond, who's in disguise, trying to blend. Next thing you know, everybody's running out of the volcano. The bomb is set. <laughs> Bond just gets away. In the background, the volcano blows up. Bond is on a life raft with, guess who? The girl in the bikini. The music plays. And coming up, next, coming next, James Bond goes here. It's every Bond movie. Now, in 2023... They could definitely Are we do that. done with that? <laughs> we could. I th- so as you were telling that, I could definitely picture that done with like a modern youth person. All you got to do is make it some like guy who's burnt out, and you. But know. would the plot be believable? Would people be sitting there today? Would people be yeah. sitting there today going, "Yeah, 
You know, we have all this technology. We have missiles that can go wipe okay. out people and not touch buildings. But what we need is this guy to get, yeah. to, to get in a wetsuit and <laughs> infiltrate a volcano with a girl in a bikini waiting for him. Well, yeah, so, like, hear me out. Like, the, way, the way you could get the modern spin on this here yeah. is, is you take, like, you know, just, like, a guy who's just, like, burnt out and just like you know the fbi or something like whatever the british version of the fbi is <laughs> okay. yeah the beavis or whatever yes beavis whatever they call it um oh a burnt out agent yeah a burnt out agent right it, who's like just british or something like that and he's got to be you know called oh, he's upon. british by this is a majesty yeah. secret service the british army exactly british navy. so that's how you make it that's how you get that connection to, right. to your modern audience is it's a guy who's burnt out on his job and the way that that it, the spice of the film is that he is even though he's burnt out and feels very unappreciated, he's the one guy that can take on, who guessed it, the number one bad guy in the world, kind of, right now, Russia. That's pretty interesting. You know what? I always thought the best Bond movie, uh, it's, you can it's never do it now, but I always thought, like, Sean Connery was the first Bond. Mm -hmm. Bo Connery hated Bond. He really? hated him. He did it, and in 1967, he says, I'm not doing this anymore. And he leaves. So they go out and they get this guy, George Lazenby. And George Lazenby becomes the new Bond. And he does the movie called On Her Majesty's Secret Service. And in that movie, Bond marries Diana Rigg, uh, who was Mrs. P on The Avengers, had an incredible body. Uh, they used to put her in a cat suit. Uh, but she, and in the end of the movie, she dies. Like they get married, and he's in a chase scene. And at the end of the chase scene, he goes to her and he puts his arm around her and he looks over and he notices that she's got a bullet in her head, that she died in the chase scene. And he loses his mind. So what happens is it ends that way. Now, the Bond people love Lazenby in the role. Yeah. They go to George Lazenby, who's an Australian model. They go to Lazenby and they say, we want you for the next seven Bonds. You're going to be our James Bond. Sign here. And his agent says to him, if you sign that contract, you're going to get typecast as Bond. You're never going to work again anywhere else. So he turns it down. No. Have you ever heard of George Lazenby other than me mentioning his name right now? I can't honestly not say I good, have. Not the best move. Of, not a good career move. He no. ended up giving it up. So now they need a Bond. Yeah. So they go back to Connery, <laughs> begging and pleading. And he comes back. And I'm going to do one more. He does diamonds. He's 41 now. He does diamonds are forever with Jill St. John. Mm -hmm. And he does it, and he says, that's it. I am never going to do Bond again. <laughs> he hated it. I'm never going to do Bond again. So <clears throat> this goes on. So 71. Now we go to 83. Meanwhile, Roger Moore gets cast as Bond. But that's Roger Moore is no Sean Connery. Yeah. So what they did for Roger Moore... They ended up making it more of an ensemble. They brought in funny villains and gadgets and the guy with the steel teeth and all that. Yeah. That he became part of it. Uh, in 1983, Sean Connery on his own decides, I'm going to make a Bond. I'm going to show him. I'm going to make my own Bond. I don't need these guys. I'll make So he has the name James Bond, but he's not allowed to use anything else. He couldn't use the logo. He couldn't use any of the characters. It was just him. And he makes the movie called uh, Never Say Never Again. Mm -hmm. and uh, Kim Bassinger was the Bond girl. And it was kind of like a remake of Thunderball. And at the same time, Roger Moore was making Octopussy. And these two Bond <laughs> movies are now competing against each other. 
And it was supposed to be a scene in the movie where Connery's walking down the street. And you hear a voice going, now remember, in the end of the movie, now remember, never say never again. And he turns around, it's Roger Moore. Well, they never did that. <laughs> but Connery, after never say never again, I will absolutely, positively never be James Bond again. And it was lawsuits that went on and everything. But my best idea for Bond, imagine the James Bond mm -hmm. where Connery takes the toupee off. <laughs> and plays Blofeld. <laughs> Conry is the villain. And okay. then you have like Brosnan or Daniel Craig or somebody. Imagine that. With oh, that would be good, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, of course, Conry died. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, had that happened, that could have been something that would have brought Bond back. Yeah, people would have gone out to see Conry as a Bond villain. Come on. Yeah, Conry as the villain. Yeah. And then you have and Daniel Craig. Cause in my opinion, Craig and Conry are the two best Bonds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have to agree. I like Pierce Brosnan, but eh, I, Daniel Craig kind of blew him out of the water. I think. Yeah, because Brosnan, Brosnan was too Roger Moore. She was too. He was too like Playboy Stiff. Bond. Yeah, and, you know, like I'm I'm cool Bond. Yeah. Whereas you know, Conry and Craig actually made you believe they could hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what Bond was supposed to be. Yeah. It's ten thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news from. In All right, Steve Trevelis. Hanging out till 11 o'clock. What's it like by you? Is it snowing? Is it bad? Because right here in Trenton, we don't have much going on. We had a little bit of snow. We got a little coating on the windshield, which my windshield wiper is going to eradicate. Uh, but apparently all over the place, keep with New Jersey 101.5. We do have you covered. Because that's what we do. And Zaro is up all night getting ready for this. This is a weatherman's dream. See, it's where you're right about radio. We don't make people stand out in the snow. We, you know, we believe that it's snowing out. Television, they don't trust you. You got to prove that it's snowing out. You go stand in the snow <laughs> with the ruler. Here it is. Look, nine inches, right? You got you to prove that it's snowing. Yeah. We stay here all wrapped up in We're blankets nice and stuff. nice and warm. You, you believe us, right? Yeah. yeah. You Just, know, eyewitness weather. Go to the window. Pull up the shade. <laughs> oh, look. It's snowing out. Who knew? See, like, imagine, like, I, I, do, I do this in my act. You know, I say, well, imagine if they made the traffic people go out and play in traffic. <laughs> it's really bad on a third bike. Watch out. Yeah, trust me. It's really good. <laughs> Here's fast traffic. Here's fast traffic. <laughs> Duck. Actually, and you got a traffic jam. You just stand in there walking among the cars, selling soft drinks and donuts. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't We don't. They don't make us play in traffic. Yeah, you gauge how the roads are by the panic in the person's voice. Exactly. Are uh, you ready? I'm ready. All right. What is uh, happening? I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. I read the news. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? It's raining. <laughs> so in New York City, they made a road sign uh, to honor Jackie Robinson, who's a famous baseball player. And when they put it up, somehow they misspelled his name. Get out! Yes, they spoke... How do you misspell Jackie Robinson? <laughs> I don't know. When the whole purpose of the sign is to be the name, somehow they misspelled Jackie. They, they left out the C, so it says Jakey Robinson. Um, somebody, somebody had to lose their job for that. <laughs> they had to. It's oh already my. been fixed. With I hope. Yeah. Did like, somebody go out there with a spray can and put the C in there, right? Yeah, we're going to make a sign for a Aaron Rodgers. A Sharpie? Yeah, really. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, Comes out of a hyperbolic... You know, he went in a hyperbolic chamber, Aaron Rodgers. Wait, he's he, frozen? He, you know, Aaron Rodgers actually went into a dark room yeah. for two days. Complete darkness. To sit in the complete darkness to try to figure out what his next move was. And, and then he emerged and said... I've been with me for so much the last two days. I need a vacation. And he went to Hawaii. Still no decision on whether he's going to play for the Jets, the Packers, or whoever. He figured out what he wanted to do, though. Yeah, go to Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Right. Figured that. <laughs> so uh, uh, there was the movie Cocaine Bear with Ray Liotta that came out. Yeah, it came out? Or uh, maybe it's coming out soon. Okay. Um, That's the one he was working on before? Oh, no, died? yeah, it, it came out. It came out. Yeah, okay. it got twenty three point one million in its open weekend. It's opening weekend, but uh, there's that, another movie lot, coming out. That's not that much, but no. for a niche film like that, that's not bad. Okay. Um. So what is it? Um. So now that we have the cocaine bear, right. naturally, and, and and Sharknado, this right. isn't the first Sharknado, one of these kinds of films. Bear, okay. Now we have Attack of the Meth Gator. The meth gator. What the, the hell is meth a meth gator? gator. <laughs> so, what's the meth gator? Um, he hangs at schoolyards. So, um, it's an it's by the asylum, and it's an asylum movie. Surprisingly, yeah. Um, and it's about another drug fueled monster attack of the meth gator here, um, and it Wait has con so been confirmed as a real movie. So is this like an alligator who's trolling the bottom of the sea and somebody threw away some meth and he ends up chomping on the meth and thus becomes <laughs> the meth gator? That's what I can only assume in the picture. How does one become the meth gator? I'm not entirely sure. And meanwhile, there's, there's a bunch of drug dealers in the ocean <laughs> trying to kill him. I mean, and there's the, the crocodile. The, the, the crocodile. I like that. <laughs> the crocodile. Look at this, Ryan. <laughs> Hold on. I like that. That was good. The crocodile. <laughs> Yeah, okay, Thank got you. It, got it, got it, the crocodile, yes. But the, the picture here, I'll show it to you over the counter here. Um, it's a city being destroyed, and it's a giant <laughs> crocodile with red eyes. Okay. The sea's coming up with it. There's a it's plane. It's a cartoon character. Yeah. There used to be Wally Gator when I was a kid. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Wally, that's Gator it's Wally Gator becomes the meth gator. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so uh, another one here. Uh, police and, uh, whoa, where'd it go? Uh, okay, I guess we're not going with that one. They're trying to find the meth gator. Yeah, they're, they're trying to find right the meth right gator. Now, right? uh, Vladimir Putin bestows a friendship award on actor Steven Seagal. Oh, that's who, he does have a friend. I was wondering <laughs> who it was. Yeah. Uh, he's not above the law. Yeah. I interviewed him once. Yeah? I interviewed him at YSP uh, before he did anything. Mm -hmm. And the movie he was promoting was called Above the Law. <laughs> and never heard of him. He comes in, he's, you know, he's tall, he's like 6'7", right? And he's, he's taller than I was. Mm. And we're sitting there, really nice guy. We're sitting down having a conversation, and he's talking about this movie. And he says that, uh, I think I still got the tape. He says that, you know, I used to train actors for the CIA. I worked for the CIA, and I trained actors who played CIA people. And the director saw how good I was and asked me if I wanted to do a movie. Mm -hmm. And if, I think that's the way it went. And so he did above the law. And again, we do this hour. We do an hour in a studio with a guy that I've never met before. Never. We do an hour. Yeah. And at the end of it, he had the, the picture, the promo pictures. So it didn't even dawn on me. And as he's leaving, he goes, would you like me to sign a picture for you? And I'm like, sure. Never do I, I, I did it. I, I did it. Yeah. And in, in that same vein, like, I don't want to make the guy feel bad. Not realizing that he's speaking like, oh, you know, but at that point he wasn't. And yeah. so I still got the picture hanging in my, you know, in my den. 
That's pretty cool. But so I couldn't figure out why he would get that. And so the award is given to people who have are notable for helping uh, with Russia's like foreign, you know, relations. And he was named in 2018 as the Russian Foreign Ministry Humanitarian Envoy to the U.S. and Japan. I had no Steven idea. Steven Seagal? Yeah. Well, somebody's watching those movies. <laughs> I've given you free family fun in American Dreams, Nickelodeon Universe Theme Park. Just listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for the secret code word. Enter it on our app to win free family passes for an amazing day of unlimited rides. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, American Dream, Nickelodeon Universe Theme Park. Good luck from New Jersey 101.5, where Ryan is going to regale us with some more news. Yes. As I was regaling him with what dinner at Gemini's was like. Yes, and which, like I said, really sounds like a weekend at Bernie's, except uh, the, the, he's talking to you. <laughs> the dummies are all talking. Yeah. Well, he said placemats for all of them. I mean, you know. <laughs> were eating with you guys? It was like tea time? We were having antipasti. We were having wood chips. Yeah, I got to do with you, though. So what else is going on? Um, police in Massachusetts uh, have found a mining operation in a school's crawl space, a former employee. A, a what? A uh, crypto mining operation was found in a school's crawl space. What's a crypto mining operation? So, uh, what kids are dealing crypto? Well, so what crypto is, is cryptocurrency. What kid has access to cryptocurrency? Well, it actually wasn't a kid. It was a former employee. Uh, Well, now former employee, I assume. Yes. Um, uh, Well, obviously didn't do well with crypto. So by the the article here, it says... uh, that he found a crawl space of a part of the school that was not well attended, and uh, he set up shop. He, he set up shop. He set up his computers and stuff in there, and got the power in, <laughs> and uh, started uh, processing and mining crypto. Which basically, you need powerful computers and a lot of energy and a lot and of time. And the school had all that. Yep. <laughs> Until he got caught. Yeah. So he, uh, it doesn't say how much money he made, but I would imagine. How many days detention did he get? For yeah, this? how many days detention. But I mean, if you have like a really good mining operation with like, you know, the best that, you know, a Massachusetts school, which is not a, you know, poor state. No. Um, could get, you know, you could be getting hundreds of dollars a week on that, so. Yeah. Although Tom Brady got into crypto, didn't do too well for him. No, no. You can ask his friend uh, Sam Bankman Freed about yeah, that. Yeah, not a good <laughs> idea. All right, what else we got? Um, an Iowa State, Univer- Iowa State University gets 169 confiscated baby tarantulas. What? Yes. Uh, so the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service donated 169 confiscated tarantulas and offered them to the school uh, this month. To do what? Uh, they're going to be used. Well, this, ten of the tarantulas went to a 17-acre property as a zoo, and they'll be raised until they get bigger. Um, so I guess they're trying to just uh, breed them eventually. Sounds like a horror movie. Um, it says that they are many a part of many animals that are trafficked in the illegal pet industry. Wait um, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So basically, they confiscated 165 baby tarantulas who were being illegally dealt. Yeah, so they they took these these uh, tarantulas. I assume they're gonna do whatever sort of rehab these tarantulas need. To- rehab? I don't know. How does one rehab a tarantula? I don't know. But like, you get the dogs and the cats and stuff, and they're all scared from where they just were. Maybe spiders are the same way. They have feelings. <laughs> you, you really hearing Sarah <laughs> McLaughlin right now with a tarantula in the arms of an angel? A little tarantula crawling. What would you this do if a little for tarantula ninety nine dollars a month? You can save these little baby tarantula. Are you kidding me? You have your shoes on. What would you do if there was this little tarantula right in front of you? Save me nine dollars a month. That's what it would do. 
Um, so they're going to keep My half. My luck, you go right through the soul and kill me. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to keep half for uh, their Iowa State uh, zoo to go with their other poisonous animals. They're going to give out the other half to other zoos when they're big enough. And, uh, yeah, so they're going to all find nice homes. You know what's funny? I was talking to Mark Rigadano was there with his wife and kids, mm-hmm. two little babies, Axel and Duke. And what do you think Please. they, what pets do you think they want? Do they want, no way. They want a tarantula. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. And hopefully Mark, Mark is not bringing it in here for show and tell. <laughs> All right. Good job by you. We'll do this again tomorrow. Sounds good. Here See you tomorrow. Got it. Have something to say on. This has been the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.